Welcome to The Heath Barnes Show, bringing you interviews and insights to grow your business from some of today's leading voices in the mortgage industry. The Heath Barnes Show is brought to you by your podcast team, where having your own podcast is as easy as being a guest on ours. Find out more at yourpodcast.team. Now, here's your host, Heath Barnes. Welcome to another episode of Mortgages Reimagined. I'm your host, Heath Barnes, and my special guest, special as in (laughs) specialist and special loan officer, Mr. Chris Haynes. What's up? Chris? I'm doing awesome, man. How are you? Um, Thanks for having me. I deserve. Thanks for being in here today. Uh, Love it. So, Chris Haynes, for those of you who haven't heard of, Mr. Chris Haynes, he's out of uh, <laughs> Nashville, Tennessee. Chris and I worked together at People's Home Equity. He recently uh, went to a preferred rate and made that move. And I think that's one of the things we're going to cover today is, you know, what do you think about, you know, when you're changing companies, if you're a loan officer? But before we get to that, I, I got to share something with the audience that is unique about Chris Haynes. A couple things that are y- unique. So, so Chris and I worked together or coached together at a coaching platform maybe five or six years ago we met. And the one thing Chris was known for was the guy gave away more money than any of the other coaches, <laughs> like 20% of his income. So uh, I acknowledge Chris for that. Um, but the thing that I really acknowledge about Chris is uh, he's the kind of guy that when he hears something, he takes action. And Soon into our coaching career, he called me one day. This is probably in 15. And, you know, we knew each other, but you called me and said, hey, he tell me about Tony Robbins. Yeah. And I had uh, just come back from date with Destiny, maybe three or four months before. But you said, hey, man, tell me about, you know, I, you know, I, you're the one person that I've ever come across that has asked me about date with Destiny and then immediately signed up, which is just the thing that I did. Yeah, man. I'm curious. Let's start off with that because those who are listening, maybe have never been to a Tony event. I want to know, like, where did you get that characteristic about yourself that makes you take action? Because I think that's a, a, for most success people that that taste some level of success, I think that's important. Like, so talk about that decision. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it kind of just goes back to being super competitive, always having a coach, right? From a young age, my dad was my coach. And and I just learned over time that if you want to get somewhere, the fastest way to get there is to learn from somebody who's already there. Yeah. Right. If I want to learn how to close 15 loans a month, I don't ask the guy closing three. I ask the guy closing 30. Right. Because he definitely knows how to get to 15, kind of going into our industry. But, you know, Going into the coaching program that I was in, I remember in 2011 is when I decided to join. For those that were in the business in 2011, mm-hmm. totally different market. Yeah. Everything had crashed. Everything was starting to come back up. They just changed comp. So everybody was worried right. about we're not going to be able to make any money because there's this comp rule. And GFE had changed in 2010 to right. the uh, loan estimate. All this crazy stuff was going on. And I remember at the time I was you know 31, been in the business a few years, had my own little small branch with like three employees, counting me. So I decided to take that leap. And spend two thousand dollars a month as an investment into my business, and it was a big deal at the time. Yeah, and what year was the, that? Two thousand eleven, May okay. two thousand eleven. I still remember the the trip. I still remember sitting there at the table and 
say, man, am I going to do this? I'm going to spend 24 grand a year to be coached. This is crazy. But man, you know, once I commit to something and I know it's the decision I make, I, I'll make the decision and jump and do it. Mm-hmm. How do you right? know, so, like, uh, how, how do you know it's the right decision for you? Like, um, like for you, like, how yeah. do you go through that process? So I don't think you ever know for sure anything, but I trust my gut, right? Mm-hmm. When my gut tells me this is right, I'm going to trust it. Cause what happens in my opinion, a lot of people outthink their gut. Mm. They have all the reasons of, well, this is that, and I shouldn't do it here. And this is a risk. And, but your gut, man, that's your heart. And yeah. uh, when your gut's telling you, this is a, an opportunity to, to take the next step, that's usually the right decision. Your gut usually doesn't lead you in the wrong direction. So doing that, and I tripled my business in 2012, 2014, I became a coach. Heath was already a coach, yeah. uh, had been a coach for a few years. And I actually remember the conversation. It was actually 2018 when when I talked to you about Tony oh, Robbins. Okay. And uh, so just to share real quick the story, I can't remember you know, how it came up on the phone, but on the phone is about June of that year. Uh-huh. And he's like, you got to try Tony Robbins. It's like the best thing for personal growth mm. that you can do. And, you know, I'm always looking for personal growth. And if somebody like Heath, who I respect, the successful, mm-hmm. hey, man, if this guy's getting a lot of benefit out of it, says it's one of the best events he's ever done, mm. I'll try it. Now, he did yeah. tell me, and I'll tell everybody on this too, if you go to Date with Destiny, it will change your life. But if you are married, make sure your spouse goes with you. Yeah, that's right? super important. Very important, right? Because it's a big event. It's six days, and yeah. uh, you don't want to come home kind of like with some new realizations, and your spouse looks at you like you, you know, are an alien or something like that. So, yeah. I signed up for it. Oh, actually, I talked to my wife. I said, "Hey, would you be willing to do this? I heard it's really good. It's not till December." So my wife's like, "Man, it's, it's six months out. Sure, whatever." So I went ahead and signed up and, and paid. Yeah. <laughs> so now we're going. And yeah. so, long story short. The time came and my wife didn't want to go. She's like, oh, oh my goodness. No, she didn't want to go. She's like, you know, we're busy. We got kids. Like, why did I do this? She packed. She's a packer. Like, she, she likes to plan. She usually has everything packed like four days ahead of time in the bags. We literally packed that morning, went to date with Destiny. She was not happy the first day. Uh, by day four, she was telling me that I needed to sign up for the, and they have like a, a package, a platinum package where you can do all the events. And she was texting me saying, hey, you need to do the, the package. This is awesome. <laughs> I'm, so, yeah, go do you ahead. remember that? Yeah, you know, I remember, but I remember you sitting next to me. We're yeah. sitting next to each other, and you're like, I'm going to go, I'm going to go check out the plat booth. And the plat yeah. booth, like, we've already paid, like, I don't know, five or 10 grand to come to this event. Right. And it's six, it's six days, and it's maybe the first day or second day, and we're back there talking to this guy, and they're like, Yeah, you can sign up right now and pay x amount of dollars and you get to experience the platinum feeling experience which is like yeah. sitting in the front of you know, yeah the all the events and yeah. you can go up to like 20 events a year which nobody can do them all but you get the opportunity to attend all the events yeah within your fee and, uh, and i remember talking to you i said man i'm gonna do it and heath was like man i think i'm gonna wait till till june or something you're, you're, you whatever you had like going on it. yeah and i said you know what man let's just do it right now and we both put our deposits down and, and we jumped in. So, you know, and, and man, it was one of the best years in 2019. Melissa actually did, did it with me. My wife did it with me and we did, ele- I think 11 events together. Yeah. I think we actually did 10 together, one that she couldn't attend because of personal stuff at home with kids, but we did either 10 or 11 events together yeah. in 2019. And man, talk about personal growth. If anybody that's on this, they're here to learn and grow, I'm sure. 
check out Tony Robbins. One of the, the best experiences. And uh, you know, it's great for your business. It's great for your personal relationships. It's great yeah. for you to grow. Yeah. But yeah, Tony's been a, a great experience. I'm actually going to an event. It's a relationship-based yeah. event. So all about yeah. uh, you and your spouse. So it's enjoyable. Yeah, the first, like the initial event's called uh, UPW or Unleash the Power Within, and that's about yeah. three days. And then there's Date with Destiny. So he's having one uh, coming up here in a few weeks. I don't know if this plot would be released by the time in time for people to go to it, but you know, for next year, for 2022, like if you can go to Unleash the Power Within or our Date with Destiny, it's six days, six intense days. Like if you want to figure out what's your direction in life and yeah. have a better understanding of yourself and other people, it was in that moment, like my first date with Destiny, where I wa- I didn't show up in the world and I was a little bit nervous of everyone because it's like you understand how people think and why we do the things we do. And it really took away the nervousness of being around people for me. And so like what what I loved about you is like, you're like me, Chris, in that you hear something and you hear the way the person tells it to you. And you're like, yeah, and uh, I'm the same way. And so that's why I think we connected because I think a lot of people, they hear it and they're like, uh, and then their brain starts saying, well, how much is it? Well, and your, your brain starts protecting you thinking, well, do I really need this? Is there something wrong with you or, you know? Yeah. So I always like to just jump in and see what happens, you know? Yeah. So We're all, we always survive it. Even yeah. if you, even if you make a mistake, you'll learn from the mistake and you'll be okay. So yeah. there's never any failure. It's just mistakes and learning. That's what yeah. I think. I think it's a, the difference between making the decision, making a choice is, okay, I'm going to go. A decision is I'm not going to go. A decision is you're, you're thinking too much. Yeah. So yeah. Cool. So recently you made a change and it surprised uh, almost everyone in the industry after being with People's Home <laughs> Equity for, man, how long? 17, 18 years? Um, yeah, it was 04 to 20, so 16 and a half years I was there. Yeah, I never yeah. had a different experience. And Chris is a, a originating loan officer, runs a big branch, does millions of dollars in business and one of the leaders in the industry, but uh, a total surprise to everyone. I'm curious, like, well, for you, for the people that are listening, when you're, if you're a loan officer and you're thinking about changing companies, like, just talk about what, what that thought process looks like. Like, I want people to get a really good understanding today of if you're at a company and you want to make a change, number one, what should they be thinking and how could they prepare? And then maybe why they shouldn't either change or not change because it's a hard decision for most loan officers and most loan officers, you know, you have a bad day or two and then you, somebody calls you, you get a good feeling, you make a change anyways. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, so first of all, and being a coach for, for four and a half years and coaching lots of different students, I always encourage anyone who's, who's thinking about changing is first of all, try to work it out where you are. Mm. Right. Like, you know, it, it, the grass isn't always greener. Right. So yeah. do that. And, and, you know, and, and I did, and I never want to talk bad about people, some equity, cause I love them, love yeah. the ownership, yeah, love the people that I worked with for 16 and a half years. So there's nothing negative that I'll ever say about any of that. Uh, but try to work it out where it is. If you feel like you and that company aren't in alignment, and you have to, to make a change. And that usually needs to be a cultural change or an alignment change. 
right? As a loan officer, the main thing I think that loan officers lack is a leader or a mentor person, right? So if you're at a company that, you know, they're not closing your loans on time, you don't have a mentor that's telling you, hey, this is what I did when I was two years in the business, three years in the business. Hey, when I was closing six loans a month, this is how you go to nine. This is how you get an assistant, right? I think that's the biggest thing for loan officers is they've got to attach themselves to somebody that's going to mentor them and coach them. Right. Yeah. Like Keith, if you have a loan officer who's going to join you, you're immediately going to be coaching that loan officer to to, to right. grow their business. Uh, if so, you yeah. are are you saying like if you're the number if you're the top loan officer where you are, it's going to be hard for you to compete and you know, so it would that would be a reason, right? Are you saying that um well, no, company, if you're the if you're the top loan officer where you are, you're obviously doing well. Yeah. Right. So for that loan officer, they're going to move for cultural reasons or mm-hmm. leadership, lack of leadership reasons. Yeah. Uh, for for loan officers that are maybe not the top loan officer, they're they're trying to figure out their way. Yeah. I think the main thing that they that that most loan officers lack is that mentor, that top producing, because they we all have top producers in our company, yeah. but usually that top producer is not coaching. Like for me, you know, I'm thankfully very blessed to be a, a good producing branch manager. But man, I my my, my passion is coaching my loan officers. Love you know, it, I've yeah. got uh, all my loan officers in my office. I coach, uh, man, give them the scripts that work. Hey, when you get to this point, we're going to hire you an assistant. This is what that assistant does for mm-hmm. you. Here's how you run your daily team meeting. Here's your next step, right? And I love compacting, you know, from when I got in the business in 04, the industry went through some craziness to about 2015. It's a lot of heartache. I don't know about you, Heath, but man, I yeah. went through a lot of heartache, bad hires, oh. trying to figure out how to go from three people to eight people to 15 people. Now we're at 40 plus. And for a loan officer, they're at the same place I was years yeah. ago and trying to con, you know, contract that time from, hey, this is a five-year learning curve. Let's make it a, a 12-month learning curve. Yeah, Let's get you an assistant and you're doing 12 loans a month in, in a year you yeah. know, from five loans right now. Or if yeah. you're doing 10, let's get you to 20. How do right. we do that? And that's what I you know, enjoy. I know that's what you enjoy. So making sure that if you're moving, that the, the place you're going aligns with you culturally and operationally. Yeah. Right. And then if you're a loan officer wanting to grow your business, you need to have some type of mentorship mentor or get in yeah. coaching. Right. There's great coaching programs out there. I'm not going to mention names, but there's several yeah. uh, different places you can get coached. You have to be mentored and coached, or you're, you know, you just won't grow as fast. You'll probably get to where you want to be. It just may take you a while. Yeah. Coaching if you're, gets you there quicker. So much, if you're out there uh, um listening, uh, you know, I, I don't know if you experienced this, it doesn't sound like you did, but I remember the first six years of being in business, I didn't want anyone telling me what to do. Oh yeah. I wouldn't do it on my own. Right. And I finally realized, man, I don't really know what I'm doing. (laughs) Let me find somebody that does. And that's that's the greatest thing. That's the greatest change for me personally is I I don't really care to be an original you know, the original person. I'm going to follow someone that's doing it better than me. I want to, I want to, yeah, makes it life a lot easier. So uh, find someone to, or an organization that can mentor you. That's that fits also fits with your values, where you are. Like you were talking about earlier like, of the values that if you're going to switch companies. It shouldn't be because you're going to make more money. Cause if you're going to leave for more money, you'll always leave for more money. Yeah, absolutely. It, it should fit from a leadership standpoint, stand, a stance and also a value stance. And also I think having someone that you can go to that can help you with your problems when yeah. they come up. So, yeah, I mean, you know, if they've gone through and hit all the potholes, I can tell you, Hey man, there's a pothole right here. Let's avoid that. 
yeah. and get there much, much quicker. And like you said, if you leave just for money, who cares, right? Where you make money in this business is by doing more business. Right. You know, I've heard it said, hey, do you want 100% of a grape or 50% of a watermelon? Right. So yeah. don't worry about your, your comp plan. Worry about your total comp. And if you go yeah. to a company that has great culture and great operations, now you can go grow your business, right? Mm-hmm. You can go from five loans a month to 10 loans a month to 20 loans a month. I don't care what your comp is at five loans a month. If you're doing 20 loans a month, you're making a whole lot more money. Mm-hmm. And that's where you want to be. And also, you know, get it to where it runs smoothly, where you can actually have a life. And to, Is that possible? <laughs> yeah. So it, it, in our business, it can be hard. Yeah. I'll tell you, that's the biggest thing that I took away. One of the biggest things that I took away from being around Tony, and I've had other coaches and mentors that have really helped me with this too. Yeah. But Tony always talks about, do you want to be a business operator or a business yeah. owner? And I was a business operator and I'm still working as an operator in, in some facets of business. But man, you know, as a loan officer, you can work 60, 70, 80 hours a week mm-hmm. and just spin your wheels, or you can build a great team, build a great systems and, and, and you know, work 40 hours a week and, and close a lot of business and, and become an owner. You can work 10 hours a week or take a, a month off to, to take a vacation. Your business can still run. And uh, that's the difference in being a, a business operator and a business owner. You're, if yeah. you're an owner, your business will run and be profitable in your absence. Now, I personally, Heath, I'm not trying to ever be just an absentee owner that takes off three months because I'd be bored out of my mind. Yeah. But I do like to be able to step away for a Friday, step away for a week and not have everything crumble like it used to feel like. You, know, right. you take vacation, you come back in on Monday and like, why did I even leave? Right. It's right. worse now than when I left. So. Yeah, I don't know if I uh, shared this with you, but I recently made the decision. I've been running a branch since I got in the business, but recently made the decision. Okay, I'm I'm done running a branch. I'm not really that good at it. Like I'm, <laughs> I finally looked at the mirror and like you suck. You know, right? I, I, you know, I'm great at originating. I'm great with clients. I'm great with agents, but from an operational standpoint, like I suck. So uh, I am. Um, have made a deal with somebody else in my company to come and run my branch. And, and you, if you're going, if you want to have a, like you want to be a branch manager, like understand what's your vision. Why do you want to do it? You you, got to want to help people. And I do want to help people, but I'm just not that good at it. So I'm going to be just an originator with a larger team. But like you said, I want to be a business owner. I'll still be operating in the business from a team, but you can be a business owner for a large team or a yep. branch manager. But I think yeah. you're, go ahead. I think that's a very important distinction. Some people are like, well, I got to run the branch to be a business owner. I got to own the company. I got to open my own brokerage to be right. a business owner. You don't, you can be a loan officer with one assistant. Now you cannot be a loan officer with no assistance and be a business owner. Yeah, You don't have anybody to help you. Right. But with one assistant, you can start to become more of a business owner with a team Man, you can train your team with systems to run while you're gone and be a business owner. And it yeah. does, like you said, it doesn't matter what position you are. That's the beauty of our business is as a loan officer, you're running your own business. You can do a bunch of business, make a bunch of money and run it like a true business and, and have a life outside yeah. of work. Very few people ever get there though. Uh, yeah. We see it. You know, they the, the trap they fall into is they do more business and they're working 60 hours a week and then they get addicted to that. And they want to do more business. So even when they hire more people, they keep working that 60 hours a week yeah. at the expense of uh, you know time with family and things like that. So we really focus on controlling that, making sure that you're getting home and taking care of the, you know, the family at the house. Yeah, I think for a lot of people, you know, they think they, they have this badge of honor when they're working. Well, I'm grinding it out. I'm working 60 hours a week. There's not a minute in my schedule. And, you know, 
that is all. I think that's a, a lot of that has to do with either your ego and how you're showing up and needing, like, why do you need to work 60 hours a week? What do you prove into yourself? Like, and what it's, what's it costing you? So I think that's one of the reasons I made that decision. It's like, I want to work less. I'm 51 years old. I'd rather spend more time coaching and mentoring than like building something I've not, you know, I've sucked at. Not, I mean, not sucked, but you know, it's tough. So you yeah. got to be able to make the decision, understand why you're making those decisions. So question, like who are the people that you called before changing companies? I'm gonna, yeah. So that, that, that's a great question. Number one, I talked to multiple um, places before I you know, ever made a move. And I did try to see if I thought that I could, could make it more in alignment where I was for, for a long time, right? It just kind of went down that path. Once I, I had multiple conversations with people at which the company I'm at preferred rate, because I want to make sure they're in alignment, right? I don't want one guy telling me one thing and then the head of operations and the head of underwriting and the head of you know finance, like all their it needs to all sound the same, right? It needs right. to be the same story. And it's not one conversation, it's multiple conversations. You're taking notes and you get that feel for them. Then once you know I had, had kind of narrowed down where, where I thought that the you know the couple of places, I, I called branch managers, right? And this one of the you know, a couple of the guys were guys that I knew personally. Being in the core, I know people all over the country. And then a couple of guys were people that I didn't know. And I called them and said, hey, this is what they're telling me. Tell me your experience. Like, how is it? Uh-huh. And I asked them a bunch of questions, right? So I want to get like a, a third-party non-biased and, right. and make sure that, hey, you know, because I'll tell you in our business, Heath, and you know this, there's some smoke and mirrors that can be Maybe. thrown up there. Yeah. <laughs> just, you know, that you got the recruiting. Hey, this is our brochure. Yeah. And then when you get here, it can be different, right? And I wanted right. to make sure, hey, what I'm being told, the guys have been there six months, six years, whatever, they're experiencing the sales pitch, right? Yeah. And, you know, it's not always that way. And again, being in coaching, I saw guys that would get recruited and yeah. then three, six months later, hey, man, it's not exactly what they said on my pricing and this is different and that's different. Yeah. And, you know, you got to make sure that you're doing your your due diligence in that way. Because if you don't, once you move, you don't want to move again. It's hard to move, right? So do that due diligence. Everybody that I talked to, said, man, it's exactly like they're telling you. They deliver on operations. Well, my big thing was operations. I wanted to close my loans, right? Yeah. Well, for you, what were your like top three things you were looking for? Well, number one is operations. Yeah. When you say like operations, that, what do you mean? Uh, close my loans on time. If I need to close in two weeks, I can. 24-hour turn times and underwriting, that kind of stuff. Like operations, like getting loans closed. If you can't yeah. close your loans... Who cares what your rates are? Who cares what, how good of a salesperson you are? If you don't close yeah. at the end, that's a big deal. It is no fun. It is no fun. You can't close on. Yeah. That's right. That is right. I mean, that's the main thing. I mean, I feel like if you're a branch manager, I'm pretty much self-contained outside of underwriting and like funding and stuff. Like I have my own closers. I have my own processors. I have all that. So our operations are a lot to do with us. But underwriting is a big deal. How quickly yeah. are they doing it? You know, do they understand what's going on with yeah. sticky files? And then, you know, as a branch manager, you just have to look and make sure the financials make sense. Yeah. Right. You definitely are going to look at financials and make sure that that makes sense. And then culturally, right? I'm not going to ever join guys that I don't align with on uh cultural values fit. too. Yeah. yeah, values. If they're 
you know, there's people here in town that do a lot of business, loan officers in town that do a lot of business, but maybe don't have the best reputation for being a nice guy or being fun to work with. They treat their processors wrong. I would never want, I would never recruit that person into my organization Mm -hmm. because that one person could upset the entire, you know, the entire apple cart out here in my office. So, you know, you got to make sure that you're around people that are, you know, culturally a good fit for you. Yeah. Yeah. And so what about giving the other company, I heard you say earlier, if you can make it work where you're at, make it work. But if you need to change, make a change. So like trying to make it work, what does that look like? Well, it's a little bit, you know, sticky, right? With When you're making a move or thinking about making a move, yeah. you need to go to them and tell them, hey, this, these are the areas that I'm having trouble in. Like I'm having trouble with operations or with underwriting or with whatever your your problems are and, and and tell them, hey, this is what I need to fix it and give them opportunities to fix it. I never would threaten, right? I'm not going to say, hey, if this doesn't get fixed, I'm leaving. That's not going to work exactly. So, you know, just giving them that opportunity and saying, hey, you know, I'm a loyal person. I've been here for a long time. I need these things to change. And if they don't change or you don't see that the organization has the ability to change them, yeah, that's, you know, maybe when you would make that move. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, that's, go ahead. Well, I was going to say in, in the last point, you know, when you do move, we, you know, you need to let everybody on here know you're going to have two or three months of pain. A right. move is not fun. So it sucks, right? You got to learn new systems. You got all this licensing crap and the internet's got to get switched and the contracts and the leases. It's, it's going to, it is what it is. I tell everybody expect 90 days of pain and the bigger your organization the more pain you're going to experience because you have more people and more people equals more change and more yeah. uh, influx or whatever you want to call it. And I would say this, once you make your decision, if you're moving, whether you're a loan officer, you're making a move, whether you're an entire branch, whether you're a, a region, you know, once you make that decision, my opinion is rip the bandaid off. It's just like when I decided I was going to do Tony Robbins, I make a decision and, and my life is going in this direction full speed. Yeah. Uh, rip the bandaid off make your decision and move quickly. You know, I've heard of and seen branches like, oh, I'm going to move slowly. And, you know, let me yeah. like, man, move as fast as you can. Now, depending on how the, the the transition goes, you do have to, like with us, we had to leave half of our processors back to close our pipeline, mm-hmm. right? So it was a longer transition because we had a bunch of loans in the pipeline. But once we got everything closed, I mean, we wanted to, to move as fast as possible to keep the pain as short as you can, yeah. right? If you drag it out, the longer you drag it out, the more pain you have. Yeah. I think often when people are thinking about leaving, you know, like they're scared of what's going to happen because they're, they're, they're afraid, you know, maybe they're not going to get their money or yeah. that they're going to make it difficult. And, you know, it, there's an easy process of just setting up an appointment with a person, either your branch manager or your area vice president or their own the company and, and set up a meeting and say, hey, I've got a few things that have you know, been an issue for me. And you seem like the kind of person that wants to make sure your employees are happy. And I'd just like to go over this with you. And set up that meeting and go over these items. So they're clear that what your issue is. And so you go over those items and you confirm with your manager or your boss or the owner, hey, are these valid reasons for me to be upset? A valuable lesson is this. Don't ever tell what you can ask. Mm, I love that. Let's say underwriting term times are four days. And so you meet with your manager and say, hey, listen, underwriting term times are four days. 
is is that is what should be expected? Because what I see in the industry, it's like twenty four. Like when when do we expect? And that's that? twenty four yeah. hours, not twenty four yeah. days. Right, right, right. <laughs> and and then set up another meeting in another month to check to make sure that those things have been corrected. But give your company a chance to make make things right. Make sure they hear what you're saying, because you know I don't think anyone wants to lose people. No one wants to no. lose people. It's, it's, it's tough. And then last thing is like, ask yourself, what are you responsible for? Yeah. Because if there's a problem at your company that you're having, I'm sure you hold some responsibility yeah. for that problem. It's like in your relationship when you're not getting along with your wife. Right. There's a problem, maybe some on both sides, but you are for sure part of the problem. Yeah. Yeah. So like when you're having that conversation with your boss or even your wife, say, hey, a couple of things I want to go over with you. These are some issues that I'm having. And let me just first start off and say, these are the things that I'm responsible for. Yeah. I'm I'm curious, what are you responsible for in this? You know? Yeah. And, and, you know, if you, let's say you're a very sloppy loan officer, Mm -hmm. that happens, right? You don't put together good files. You kind of half pre-approve people. Here's your letter. Well, you changing companies is not going to fix that. No. You throwing crap against the wall, changing companies is not going to fix that. So you absolutely have to make sure that you're doing your part to make sure that you're not most of the problem. Because yeah. uh, it's like what, what we learned in some of the relationship stuff. You know, some people go from relationship to relationship. The problem is they're taking themselves with them. Yeah, <laughs> They're the problem in all the relationships. And that's why they go from relationship to relationship. So yeah. uh, you got to look at inwardly change yourself, be the right kind of relationship partner, the right kind of loan officer, the right kind of branch manager, make sure you're doing the right things. And then if the, the, the partnership is not right in business, you can change, but make sure you're doing right. I think that's a great point. Look inwardly yeah. first. Right. Yeah. I think you said earlier, you're like, you know, when I became a coach and you were a coach, Heath is like, when I became a coach, you know, I was like, man, you guys are just like me. Like, yeah, it, we're just, Chris and I are just like all the people that are watching or listening. Absolutely. We got issues. We got yep. issues too. Like we the go same home issues you have. And we're like, what have I created? This yeah. I'm terrible. You yep. know. So if you're a so, loan officer listening, you say I'm terrible. We do too sometimes. Yes. Absolutely. And that's a great thing. Me and Heath had a conversation. And you know, when you're before I was a coach and the, the organization we were in had 35 coaches or so. As a student, you always just got look up to the coaches like, man, they got their stuff together. Yeah. It's perfect. I can't believe you know, this guy's closing this a few years ago and they're closing 30 loans a month, which in 2014 or whatever, that's like unbelievable. A lot. A lot. And you're just like, man, they got it. And then you as I became a coach and I got to see that their businesses, the more business they do, the more problems they have, the more team issues they have, they have all the same problems you have at five loans a month. They just have more of them. Yeah, and most of the guys are good salespeople and struggling to to be that manager and a leader and a boss, right? Because right, you get into the loan business a lot of times because you're a good salesperson and you have to work on the uh, management and leadership skills. So yeah. we're just exactly like everybody else, whether they're doing more business than us or less. We're, we're all the same issues and same struggles in life. Yeah, and I've said this on other podcasts. You know, problems that come up. You know, there's a way you know, problems are a sign of life, you know, problems are a light that says, I got an issue with my business. Yeah, I got an issue that's going on. So the best thing you can do is be appreciative for that problem when it comes up, because 
I mean, without a problem, I mean, you're always going to have issues. You're always going to have problems. One thing that we try to do is when I catch myself saying, I've got a problem, I'll change it to, I've got an opportunity to learn. I've got a challenge. Oh, what what a fun challenge we have today to deal with this, you know? So that's good. So here's another. So if I, if one of my um, employees will say, Hey, we got an issue with the loan. And I say, I'll say good news. And they're like, what? We got an issue with the loan, right? We get to learn a new way to fix a problem. That's I'm it. so excited. Give it to me. And if you don't have any issues on loans, that means you ain't got any loans. That's right. Because <laughs> if you got loans, you got issues. It, listen, if you don't have any upset clients, you probably aren't doing enough business. Yeah. One, one Not of my, that you want upset clients. In fact, go ahead. Well, yeah. So one of my favorite things that one of my mentors taught me was if you're not skinning your knee every now and then, you're not running fast enough. Mm-hmm. If you don't fall down and skin your knee every now and then, you ain't running fast enough. It's like kids on the playground. If they're playing hard, they're going to fall down and, and, and skin right. their knee. And the yeah, same thing for us. We're going to have an upset client every now and then. We're going to not do a perfect job because we're running as fast as we can. Yeah. So you said a mentor, which I wanted to let the audience know. Listen, if you're going to change companies, make sure you have one or two mentors that you 100% trust that's going to help guide you make that decision because you're an emotional being. Yeah. You're not going to be able to see the things. You're not going to be able to see it because you're involved in the process, which is the reason why, you know, a doctor, you know, you hire an attorney to represent you. You hire a real estate agent to represent you. If it's an emotional decision, you need someone unemotional to help you think through that process. Yeah. Otherwise, you're going to make a decision and or a choice and you're not going to be happy with it. So make sure you have a mentor. Who are some of your mentors? Man, I mean, I've got so many. Obviously, it starts with my mom and dad, right? Like this trying to raise me and, 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 and you know, I'm, I'm a Christian. I'm a faithful yeah. man and uh, yeah. grew up in the church. So, you know, going that way and, and, and that was huge for me. My dad was my basketball coach from the time I was six years old. He had me out there. So for you guys that probably don't know, I played college basketball. I'm six one, a college you've never heard of. A little bitty NAI school in, in Tennessee yeah. called Freed Hardeman University. But you know, I'm a six one white kid that can't jump, but yeah. I could shoot, and I learned how to shoot when I was six years old. So you know, learning that work ethic and, and learning how to do things the right way. You know, men, mentors. You know, man, just my first job, my first real job out of college, I was selling cars, and a guy named Bulldog. I can't remember his real name. Everybody just called him Bulldog. Great yeah. salesperson. Uh, love that guy. And man, he kind of took me under his wing. I'm a 23-year-old kid, just graduated college, just gotten married, been married two months trying to figure selling out how to, how to selling cars. And uh, man, he would pull me over and say, hey, man, this is how you do this. This is how you say this. This is what you do. And you know, I was like, okay, he's the best salesman on the lot. He's a super nice guy. And I thankfully, he was mentoring me yeah. and I was soaking it up. Uh, so from then on, you know, went to, to get in the mortgage business, moved to Nashville, got in the mortgage business. There was a couple of guys in my office. Heck, I'll name them. Gary McBee, Haynes Johnson, Matt Askland, Justin Wimsat, you know, those guys, wow. they mentored me, man. Like, I didn't know what I was doing. I like, what do I do? Like, well, Hey, I'll listen to them on the phone. What do they say? How do they say it? Listen, you know, these guys, have, some of them have only been doing it two years, but that's two years more than I had. Right. Yeah. And I got in a coaching program, the core and yeah. had mentors and uh, man, you know, mentors that are just that much further ahead. Then I went to Tony Robbins. I had mentors. I've got you know, Carl White and the Mortgage Marketing Animals. Great mentorship on that side of pe- people like Heath Barnes, right? That's right. 
he, he, t- he teaches me about the Bitcoin and things yeah. like that, which, you know, you just got to have people that have studied things a lot more than you and, and can contract that learning curve, right? Yeah. I can read everything about, you know, a subject and learn it slowly and fail my way forward. Or I can talk to somebody who's really good at it and learn from them and, and get there much quicker yeah. than I can on my own and avoid a lot of heartache and stress. You know, I always remember I used to be hesitant to ask people for help, hesitant to say, hey, can, can, can you mentor me? Can you show me the way? And I've changed that thought in thinking, okay, everyone wants to help me. Yeah. Everyone wants to, because everyone does. Everyone's happy. Like if some, if you, I remember when I was young in the business, I called one of the top loan officers in my area and I said, hey, I'd like to go to lunch with you because I understand you were you're one of the top loan officers. And he like turned me down and I was like, I will never do that. Like if anyone ever calls me and says, man, I'd like some time. I'd like yeah. to know more about your business. Like be willing. So life is a win-win. It's not a win-lose. Yes. Win-win for both teams. Win-win for you and everyone. That, that's a much better world yeah. to live in. The world that you think you live in is the world you live in. So, yeah. So. Anyway. And, and, and I think I'll tell you that he the the people who are the most successful that I know are willing to share, right? Mm-hmm. The guys that are kind of successful, they're the ones that want to guard all the secrets. And I'm not sure I, I might lose this all tomorrow if I tell yeah. you all my secrets. Man, you know the people I want to surround myself with are the the, the givers gain, right? Yeah. Guys in my office that I've taught scripts to, and they've been here for a few years. Now I hear them reteach my scripts, and they've kind of put their own, they've yeah. improved my scripts. Taking yeah. my scripts, made it their own, improved it. And now I have them teach other loan officers how to say yeah. certain things and how to do certain things. And I love it. But yeah, givers gain. And I think the most successful people will be willing to share with you. So yeah, hunt down the most successful guy in your company, in your in your town. Go take them to lunch and just ask them, like, how have you done what you've done? And yeah. if they're, you know, like most people, they're like, hey, man, let me help you. Where are you at? What's your next step? Yeah. Yeah, it's a scarcity mentality. As long yeah. as you think, okay, this is my because st- none of it's your stuff. They're not your ideas. Yeah, um, no one is an island. We all need other people, and you know, the more you give, and um, the more, yeah, the more connections you make. You know, at the end of your life, people aren't going to say, "Hey, man, how many loans were you doing a month? Like, what was your best lo- month?" You nobody know? cares. Dude, nobody. How much money did you make? What? How much shit did you have? You know, they're right. gonna, they're going to be like. What's the impact? Like, how did you make people feel when yeah. you connected with them? Like, they're going to be like connected, loving, you know, so. Yeah. Did, did you change somebody's life? Yeah, for sure, dude. I mean, so it doesn't matter how many loans you're doing, um, whether you're doing two or five or 10, that's not your identity. It's just how many. Absolutely not. Because next, you know, you know, the curse. I remember doing like, especially in the coaching program, if you did 20, now you got to do 20 for the rest of your career a month. Right. Right. And, then you, no, do 25, and, and you got to set the board to 25. Yeah. And then you got to go to 30. Yeah. When does it end? Like, yeah. So, so, so one of the, the best examples of that is like, okay, think of a time in your life and everybody listening can, can do this. Think of a time in your life when you achieve something really cool. Yeah right? Man, you achieve that goal. You got that, whatever. For me, it was like a scholarship for basketball, uh-huh. or I had my best game I'd ever had in my career, or you had your best month ever in the business, or maybe you hit a certain net worth number, like that mm-hmm. one with two commas in it or whatever it might be, right? And people hit certain milestones in their life. 
And all right, all right, all right. He, you're thinking about one. So, man, how long were you just ecstatic? For it was like six years. You just were on top of the world, or was it maybe <laughs> was it six and months, then, uh, or was we, it maybe yeah. six weeks? Or hey, man, were you happy? You know, it's a big milestone, man. Was it yeah. maybe six days, or was it maybe a couple hours? And some somewhere between a couple hours, six days, and maybe six weeks, that wears off, right? And it's like, okay, what's next? So it's that growth process and an achievement will never make you happy. What you, Tony Robbins says this, one of my favorite quotes, he says, what you get in life will never make you happy. It's who you become mm. in life that will determine if you're happy or not at the end. What yeah, you get, I, the jets, you know, he's yeah. got jets, whatever, millions of dollars on an NBA team. What yeah. you get will never make you happy long-term. Now, maybe for a minute, <laughs> yeah. maybe kind of guy got a jet or whatever, kind of happy for a few minutes, a couple of days or weeks. But that's never going to make you happy long term. Is who you become, who you touch, who you help grow. And for me, man, I, I'm always and, and I know you didn't invite me on here to share my faith, but I'm I'm going to share my faith in Christ, man. If you know, if you don't have that, in my opinion, you're missing a, a big hole in your life. And you know, Heath, you can put my contact information here. Anybody can call me that would like sure. to talk about that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. You know, have understanding what your values are and who you are as person and what you believe and what you don't believe, you know, it's a journey of life and re-examining where you are and what you believe is always good and asking yeah. yourself why you believe that. So I'll, I just want to make one more point before we wrap up, which is you were saying earlier about uh, happiness and who you become uh, in life. And I think, uh, you know, I think we used to be taught you and I are kind of early in our career. If you, like you do these things in the mortgage business, you're going to have this in your business and in your life. And then you will be this way. And I think yeah. it's almost just the opposite. It's like, who am I going to be today? Am I going to be loving? And I, am I going to be kind? Am I going to be generous? Am I going to be joyful? Like who are you, who are you going to be today around yeah. your team will then help you in the doing process. And then the having like whatever you have is what ends up happening. So if yeah. So uh, one yeah. thing that I always try to tell people, Heath, is catch yourself when you say, if this happens, then I'll be happy or when yeah. then, right? So if then or when then statements. So if I make X this year, then I'll be happy. When I become a X millionaire, when I become married, when I become retired, whatever, when then I can relax and be happy. How yeah. about I'm going to relax and be happy and man. How now. blessed are we to be in this business? Just oh, remember that. Like, man, you can go sure. out and, and make a great living and have a great team. And, you know, it's a Friday yeah. afternoon. I'm, I'm taking off. I'm, I'm just here today because I'm doing this. Like, I normally take Fridays off. How blessed are we, right? So just don't say if, when, or, or if, then. Say, hey, now I'm going to be happy. I'm going to love this today. Yeah. I'm going to do everything I can. And hey, whenever that happens is awesome. It's a bonus. Yeah. But I'm not going to wait till a, a point in the future to be happy. Because what yeah. also happens when you say, when I get here, then I'll be happy. As you get closer, what happens? You push it out. You push the goalpost out. Yeah. That's not yeah. really as much as I thought it was going to be. Or, hey, man, I can do more. And then before you know it, you just keep pushing the goalpost out. And you're like, you never get there because the goalpost keeps moving. Yeah. I like what you're saying because it's like your words determine how kind of how you feel today. Yeah. And, and like, you know, we wake up and we look at our, you know, things that we sometimes say, I have to do this. 
And I, like I recently learned, okay, I, I never use half anymore. I now use get everything that I'm doing, yes. I get to do. Absolutely. If I get to do it, man, that's a good thing. If I have to do it, I don't really want to do it. And so, yep. uh, that's, that's true, man. And uh, we choose everything, right? That's right. You're choosing to be here on this podcast today. Right. We live in the United States of America. I could be at home watching Dr. Phil. Yes. If I chose to, right. So I'm choosing after this to, to, to get to work and knock out a little bit of extra work. And always you get to choose to do what you do next. I love that mentality. Well, we get to end this podcast now, unfortunately, but (laughs) I'd love to have you on again, Chris. um, Yeah, man. Anytime. And do a deeper dive. I'll leave in the, if some, if they want to contact you, what's the best way for them to contact you? Oh man. Heck, you can just give them my cell phone. I would text me. Like okay. text me who you are and what you, what's, you know, what's going on. 615-945-3994. I'll say it again. 615-945-3994. For those so, of you that can't, uh, kick, they can't rewind your podcast. That, that's right. You know, I don't want anybody to have to pause their car while they're driving or yeah. whatever. All right. Well, so. hey, Chris, I mean, I, I appreciate your friendship, man. I pre- appreciate the connection that we have. And thanks for being on today, man. You're a blessing and keep on uh, changing lives. Thanks, Chris. Awesome. And hey, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. All right. And there you have it. Another great episode. Don't forget to check out the notes at heatbarns.com. And you can find out more about all the ways we can help you at heatbarns.com. That's it for this episode. Have a great week, and we'll talk next time.